Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. For nearly 20 years, Love Honey has been the sexual happiness people working to make a fun, fulfilling sex life available to anyone. And don't just take our word for it. With nearly 70 awards to their name, there's a reason Love Honey's customers come back time and time again. It doesn't matter what your experience, orientation, spice level, gender, or size is. Love Honey has what you need to feel and be sexy. Their in-house design teams work exclusively and closely with customers to create the toys, sexy outfits, and accessories you need for mind-blowing fun, whether you're riding solo or playing with a partner. For me, feeling sexy is when things fit just right and have you looking in that mirror, looking at yourself like a snack. We're super excited to be teaming up with Love Hunting to give you 10% off your next purchase. Just click the link in the episode to claim your exclusive discount. Happy Friday. I hope that you have had, I should say, an amazing week. This has been a very strange week. So let's talk about some of the things that went down this week. First of all, Welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time listening in, welcome. Get comfortable. This is a safe space. We try to make it as possibly a safe space as we can. And in the midst of that, I also hope that when you are listening, that you get inspired to listen and go back and listen to a few more episodes. This is season number four. And we have obviously three more seasons that we've already recorded. So I want you to go ahead, take a listen. There may be a little something for you. We talk about all things self-care. We talk about wellness. And when we're talking about self-care, we also talk about the topics that go along with that self-care. So last week we talked about, it was actually about dating with anxiety. And the week before we talked about grieving process. The reason why people were like, well, why would you talk about the grieving process? Because again, it's something that we all go through. That's number one. Number two, when we're in the grieving process, we don't really take care of ourselves. That's the last thing that we do. We just are so caught up in our in our sorrow, our pain. And so that's why we talk about. So those are types of topics that we are discussing weekly. Um, one hour with me. Um, my name is Toy. Obviously, if you're here, I am also not just a podcaster, but I am also a blogger. So I've been blogging. This November will be seven years and I absolutely adore it. I know people who just don't have that gift of writing and I feel like my gift is in what I write. And so I'm known as uh, the self-care queen. I call myself the self-care queen and the anxiety crusher. So for me, what that means is, um, again, I don't feel like I have it all together, right? And I don't feel like I have to have it all. But when you're doing your best to strive to be your very best, I think that's what sets me apart from so many different people, making the best decisions for my every single day life. So I don't act like I have it all together. Whatever you're hearing from me is really just a part of the wisdom that I've gone through, like those AKA mistakes. And so that's what I kind of gravitate towards, you know, leaning into the mistakes that I've made, telling other people about the mistakes I made or the struggles that I've had so that hopefully you'll learn um, something from that and you can apply it. It's plain and simple. But this week, let's talk about this week. How did everybody do when Facebook and Instagram, I believe Snapchat was a part of that, almost simultaneously crashed? Like didn't, you couldn't get into it. So I'm not going to sit there and act as if I didn't try to figure out what was wrong with my phone. I think I turned my phone off two times because I was just like, what is happening? Now, I will say, if we just jump back into maybe why I had done that, there have been times where my phone has been acting really funky. Like if I go from like inside of my house, to outside of my house and back, sometimes the Wi-Fi just be, it's, a, it's, a, 
an issue with like the Wi-Fi catching. So I'm going to be honest with you. I had to, I had to apologize to my Wi-Fi. So that meme that was going around, like, you know, giving your Wi-Fi a hug, that was me. I had to give my Wi-Fi a little, you know, little bear hug because I was really thinking what in the actual world. But once I did it twice, shut the phone down, turned it back on twice. Then I was just like, okay, whatever this is, it'll work itself out. Because anybody who's been on social media long enough knows, especially with Instagram, Instagram is notorious for going down. I haven't seen too many crashes with Facebook, but Instagram is completely notorious. Now, if you are not following me on all these social medias, go ahead and make sure you give a follow because when it's working, it works well, right? So that's Toy Time Blog on Instagram, Toy Time Blog on uh, Toy Time Ladies on Facebook and Toy Time Blog on Twitter. Now, Twitter is where you go when anything, any of these services crash. That is a known fact. So if you are on Twitter and you've been on Twitter for a while, you know you can type in uh, Instagram uh, not working or whatever the case may be. And Twitter is going to have all the information for you. You never have to wonder what Twitter. Twitter is very clear. It tells you exactly what's happening. So I knew, okay, Instagram is down. Then I saw that Facebook was down. So I was just like, you know what? I need to find a way just to continue on with my day. There's plenty of other things that I could be doing other than being on social media. Now let's take a pause. A lot of people don't realize that I have my hands on so many different things. And I also manage um, another company's social media. So when I contacted them to say, hey, because again, they're not on there right as much as I am. So I'm like, hey, guys, the post that we were going to go with today, we're going to scrap that, move it till tomorrow. Uh, Instagram and Facebook is down. They were mad cool about it because what can we do? We, we can't change what was going on. So let me tell you what I was able to do. Now, I do a lot of meal prepping because it helps me with the family to make sure that they're eating. Listen, my bedtime for my children is eight o'clock Monday through Thursday. I play not when it comes to them going to sleep. So whatever I can do to facilitate that, I am here for that. So for me, making sure that dinner is prepped as much as possible so that we can eat and they can go and have their time to decompress, be, you know, take the showers and get all that stuff done and in the bed by eight. So I prepped almost the rest, this whole rest of the week's food and I got a couple other things done. Now, before you start to tell yourself, maybe because you weren't on Facebook and Instagram, you got more stuff done. That's actually not true. I just happened to be able to charter my energy because normally I do a lot of meal prepping on Sundays. So nonetheless, I have been gone all weekend long. I was able to get it done. I didn't even realize when it came back on until I went back on Twitter. I didn't even try to go on Instagram. Like I did not try to go back on Instagram or Facebook to discover if it was on or not. Just didn't. So I go on Twitter and I see everything is back up. So then I go into my social media. But by that point, to be honest with you, I was so tired just from getting back into the swing of things. Um, again, I've said it from the very beginning of the episode. I am also a blogger, so I attend a lot of events. I go to a lot of different things I'm invited to from companies. And so I have been gone all weekend long and I was exhausted from traveling. I was exhausted from driving. I was just tired. So I didn't care if Instagram or Facebook was on. I think I posted like maybe two items and then I went to bed because I was just over it the whole day. But a lot of people were saying that they were happy that the Instagram and Facebook went down because for their mental health, they felt like they were in like a place of clearing, like almost as if like it, it was it was done for a reason. And I'm hoping if that is the case, that people will again align with taking social media breaks. I take social media breaks quite often, especially over the weekend. There are times when I do post but then there's times when I kind of just do things in the back end of social media by prepping things for the next week. And I don't honestly even sometimes even notice that I haven't posted all weekend. So then I'll be like, oh, Friday is my last day of posting. Um, and then I'll look up and it's Monday all over again. So social media breaks, I think, is very, very helpful to get your mind clear so that you can think about the things that matter to you. You can take time out for yourself. You can spend time with your family. I have three very much growing children who need all of the attention and love that they can get. And I'm always making sure that they that they have that. Um, our weekends are usually filled with family-oriented things because, again, who else am I hanging out with? I mean, we're still in a pandemic. And although I have gone out quite often, 
I'm very cautious about who I'm around, how often I'm going out, where I'm going out, and the standards by which I'm going out. I enjoy going out to places that require um, your vaccination. Um, I don't think that's going to stop me um, from ever getting it if if I'm going to get it. But again, being safe, wearing my mask, that works for me. You could be a listener that's like, F all that, I could care less. Um and that's your choice. But for me in my house, we're going to do as much as we can to keep ourselves as safe and po- as much as we possibly can. So the, the social media crash, I think on the internet, on Twitter, they were calling it the internet shutdown. They even had a whole icon for it. Let me tell you how quick they had to have to do to come together to build that. They literally just came together and decided that they were going to make a whole icon for the internet shutdown. I cackle so much. So let's talk about how some people were saying, why do people get upset or say things like, and even I said it on my Twitter, you know, about the fact that if you are some form of business owner, whether you're a blogger, whether you own business where you sell something, whether you're a consulting firm, you at this point should have some sort of website, something that is not being solely supported by Instagram and Facebook. Now, don't get it twisted. There is money to be made on Facebook and Instagram, but the majority of where your services should be explained, should be promoted, or whatever it is that you do should come with the website. And what we're noticing is, is when social media crashes, people who don't have a website have no way of contacting anybody. So for my blog, I have over 3000 people who, when I put a blog out, they get that post right away. So if there's something that I want someone to know or a blog that I need to post out, I know that that's 3000 people that I've built a mailing list for of people who get stuff. On the sidelines, I'm beginning to start to build a a mailing list or should say a mailing list for the podcast. So I'm going to include that in the show notes. So if you want to be a part of knowing when the podcast drops so that you can subscribe and do all of the wonderful things, I will put that in the show notes. But again, making sure that there's some other avenue by which people can get the information that they need so they can support your business. Like I think at the end of the day, people are going to genuinely want to support whatever it is that you're doing. And you got to find some type of a landing page, a website of some sort to, to bring them there. So I said that on my Twitter, I 110% stand by that. Some people were saying, you know, well, some people make their money on the internet and you shouldn't be worrying about what people are doing. I'm not necessarily worried about what people are doing because I understand the hustle and bustle behind the scenes of it. But what I am suggesting is that you still need a landing page. Even if you're making your money off of social media, you know, social media becomes a third party and you have got to find a way to, to get the information to the people who need it the most. And that is by a website. So I stand by that. I encourage you all who are listening to do so. Last week when we were talking about the, you know, dating with anxiety, thank you for all the people who sent messages to me, listened to the episode, was resonated with you, um, especially the part about when we're talking about how your mate should not be responsible for basically healing you. I get it that they should be supportive and I think they should support your efforts and whatever that may look like, but no one should be able to or should feel the pressure of having to hold you down to the point of not necessarily hold you down, but to the point where they become responsible for your emotional healing. Let me tell you how much pressure that is. And I say that, and I said that based upon past experience, because I can admit I, at one point was making my husband responsible for my emotional healing, for my triggers, for my traumas and things that I brought into the relationship. And that's not fair, right? That is not fair to him that he would have to fix, you know, be captain safe and then try to figure out how to get me all together. That's, that's not okay. So I wanted to talk about the concept of being heard when I'm going to bring up some of the past things that I've experienced, especially this has not applied to everybody because not everybody wants to be a mother or is a mother. But one of the toughest times that I've had as a human was the birth of my children And I won't say that it was the hardest time because of the physical pain, although that was there too. I want to say that the hardest time had to deal with the fact of just trying to gravitate from being pregnant to trying to get your hormones together. And again, dealing with postpartum depression and any type of depression, to be honest with you, because I've had different bouts of depression in addition to postpartum. And one of the things that I feel like that's 
people struggle with the most is being heard and feeling supported. And in the midst of the lowest moment that I have, like when I go back and I look back, because you know, hindsight is 2020. So you have the ability to go back and you look back and you see the things that you've, the hurdles that you've gotten past. And a lot of people make you feel funny. They try to make you feel like you're off in a way that you're not able to recognize the fact that you lack support. Let me be very honest with you. If you've ever had anything as traumatic emotionally with you, whether that again is postpartum, because that is an emotional journey. Um, that's a physical journey. That's a mental journey. It's a, it's all kinds of journeys going on at one time. When you feel unsupported and unheard, it is one of the most hurtful things to go through. So that means anytime you've ever felt unsupported, unheard, unloved, these are the things that you feel, right? A lot of these things are accompanied by events, things that have happened, things that have taken place. So a lot of people will tell you that what's real? Are you really feeling that way? Is this how you felt? Is this your thoughts taking over or this is real reality? It could be honestly a mix of of all the same, right? It could be a point of you feeling a certain way based upon the actions of other people. And then there's the other part of that being um, just what you're, you're thinking, your thoughts have overtaken you, you're misinterpreting different things that is happening. So it could really go left or right. Mental, National Mental Health Day is this Sunday. And I say that because as people begin to celebrate and come out and talk about their mental health issues, I want us to be very cognizant that everybody's situation does not align the same way. So the way that I may have matriculated through postpartum depression, as an example, may not be the same way that the next person went through. I honestly, I believe, to be honest with you, from what I was talking to my therapist about, uh, my first initial therapist, I was more on the borderline of postpartum psychosis. This is the point where you could possibly harm your child or harm yourself. But I never got to the point where I was ready to, to do that. But I was at the brink of that where, again, your ability to hear, to feel, to see, to think is very, very skewed. You cannot think clearly. You cannot see clearly. You cannot feel clearly. But the feelings and things that you have going on feel very real. And now that I'm out of that particular dangerous point of my life at that from now, from then to now, Yes, a lot of the things that I was experiencing was very much real. A lot of it, the other flip of that was a lot of it was emotionally charged and my hormones trying to regulate. And again, bringing home a new baby. This was my, this is at my second child. So bringing home this new baby after I already had a toddler, I had just moved from a small town to, to Philadelphia. Um, I was always used to working and now I'm having to be a stay-at-home mom. A lot of change happening at all at one time can be a beautiful thing, but it could also be super immensely overwhelming. And I literally did not have the support system that I felt that I should have had. And if I be honest, I didn't have a lot of support that I needed. A lot of that came from me not being able to articulate what I needed. A lot of that came from... Um, not really understanding what I needed. So as we celebrate, as we speak about, as people begin to tell their stories this weekend, and they will, because again, it is very real. Mental health day is serious. It's not something to play with. It's not something that we laugh at. It's not something that we say, oh, that couldn't be me because it's very much can very much be you. Give people grace. Let me explain something to you. There are some people who are still holding the charge of the, the, the emotions that I was putting out into the atmosphere based upon my interactions when I was having that mental health issue. Those are relationships that I may not have ever recover. They may not ever truly recover. That means that people who have had hurt. I mean, there's people who have listened to my podcast. They have listened or read my, my blogs. I talked very openly about it on Instagram and social media. And so this inability to give grace to other people because what people are going through does not fit you is so real. And what do I tell a person who knows what it feels like to feel like they're, you know, they reached out, they've gotten the help that they need, right? They've done all the work that they needed to do or they're continuously doing the work and they've lost friendships. 
They've lost relationships with people. You might have lost a boyfriend, girlfriend, even a husband. I know for a fact there are people who will lose all kinds of things. So I'm always very cognizant. Again, this could be just because of the things that I've experienced. It could become from, from the things that I've gone through that I'm more inclined to tell people or to encourage other people to be caring and more understanding towards people in their mental health. It's not easy to put yourself out there because again, like I said, people lose friendships, they lose mates, they lose all kinds of different things. And the biggest and interesting part is that everybody tells you that if you're in a mental health crisis or if you're going through something to speak up, people do that and then they get judged, right? So I'll share from my personal experience. There's a lot of friends, and a lot of family that were, they weren't directly affected by the things that I were going through. They were indirectly affected or, in, or inherently heard about what I had, what happened with me. So I've shared this before. I'll share it again for those of this listening for the first time. In the midst of me, of me going through my postpartum depression, which was again, border, it, it was on psycho, psych, psychosis. I was having just these screaming matches for no reason, just screaming, hollering, these fits, almost like an act of rage that I could not explain. I could see it coming. Like I could feel it as it was happening. I could see myself almost like an outer body experiencing, watching myself go through it, but not exactly being able to get through it. And as I'm going through it, getting through it, trying to get through it, you know, I discovered that something's wrong and I get the help that I need. In the midst of that, other people begin to talk about the situation, telling other people about the situation. So then, you know, part of me is uncomfortable because I don't want to be around people because I know people are whispering, people are talking, people are discussing whatever they thought may have happened. In addition to that, I know that it was confirmed that people were talking about it amongst themselves. And so then people were saying, oh, well, you know, she's antisocial. She doesn't want to come around us. She doesn't want to hang out with us. But in real reality, it's a hard thing to know that when you're at your weakest moment that people would rather kick sand in your eye and in the midst of your pain and in the midst of your of your trouble than to extend their hand to help. People will tell you, oh, you should, you know, ask for help. You should call me anytime. I'm here for you. But the real reality is that there's limited people. People are not always as faithful as their lips portray them to be. And so you don't always feel like you're in a safe space to tell somebody your most uh, darkest and secretest of issues. You may not be able to, to convey that. And so to this day, there are sets of people who still believe in their heart that I am offstandish to people that I'm not um, friendly or I'm, I don't like to be around people. But because I peeped people's responses to what I was going through, it kind of shut me off to wanting to try to push towards a relationship. Now, no disrespect to anybody who may be hearing this who are in my life, but I also peep people's vibes and I'm really good at it. And so for me, it could be a misunderstanding. I could be peeping people's vibes wrong. But when you put certain things in the atmosphere and you act a certain way, I usually will give people energy that they're giving me. And so when that energy doesn't come back positive and I'm seeing negative vibes and things happening, I'm backing right up off of that. I am not going to engage. I'm not going to pursue. And especially when you don't see value in me pursuing and pushing, everybody feels that way. If you have a relationship in your life, you have someone in your life who you see value in going through those hard times, you, because you truly love them, you care for them and you want to see what's best for them and you vibe on a, such a great level, even when things go to crap, you will do what you can to make, to make that relationship stronger. I can't honestly say I, 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 I can't see where I push through that because again, I didn't see the value in it, especially if you're trying to make a relationship that's maybe not always there work. You have to be in the mindset of being able to handle that. You have to be able to be like, okay, this is worth it. This person means whatever to me and I'm going to push through that. But if I don't really get that vibe and I'm not seeing that, I'm sorry. I'm not the type of person. Some relationships will just will go down. And so that's where I'm at. So now that people are in different spaces and of course, obviously I'm in a different space and I'm still getting the, well, she's antisocial. I don't even try to fight it no more. I'm 40. I know people say when you turn 40, you get tired of hearing people say how they're 40, but it's true. When you turn 40, you just be like, I don't have this energy 
to do that. So I don't, I don't have to go through all that. I'm not going to go out of my way to do all these different things. I'm just not, I'm going to just build with the tribe that is here. I'm going to continue to build with new people in my tribe as they become flexible. They're, you know, people are understanding and I just don't have it in me. And maybe I should do better. Maybe the lesson is that I need to do better, but I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm not ready there to receive that message. I am okay with the bridges that have been burnt. I'm not here trying to put the bricks back together. I'm not here to catch the bricks that you threw uh, at me to rebuild. I just, I don't have it in me. I probably should be better at that. And it's not even from a place of unforgiveness. Like I have granted people peace that was never given to me because I'm living in that peace right now. Um, but yeah, when you're dealing with mental health, people don't even talk about that, those types of losses. Everybody just talks about, well, you know, you're going to get better and, and eventually, preferably you do. But there are people who don't. There are people who stay in those states. And I'm so grateful. I can't even imagine being stuck there for long periods of time. There are people who are stuck in these moments for years. You see people who you see the attributes of them being in a depressive mood or you see them and they stay there for years trust and hear me anybody in that place does not want to be there if they are in a place where they feel completely stuck when you feel stuck oh my god there's not a whole lot that you can do outside of trying to push yourself through but oh to be stuck nobody wants that so we have to stop that narrative that people are just like that because they want to be that way. Yeah, I, I do believe there's a sense of, of urgency where people may not want to push as often. But I'm telling you, I was sick of me. I was sick of me going through that. And again, it's one thing to know that you're in that and you know what to do. Like, okay, I know I should get therapy. But that initial fear of trying to get therapy trying to call back, trying to get rescheduled, trying to get on the schedule. It is overwhelming. Do you understand me? Super duper overwhelming because it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of unpacking. And on top of you unpacking your emotional baggage, you're also having to pick up other people where they stand. It's a lot. So if you are going through that, if this is who you are, you're hearing me and you're like, yes, sis, I understand you are saying it. Somebody finally put it into words. I couldn't figure out how to say it. This is, this is you. Please take heart. It'll be okay. Who, you know, you'll have to learn to rebuild yourself. And in the midst of that, as you become, as you're becoming, I promise you, those who are in your tribe will most absolutely definitely gravitate towards you. So I was out this week at a restaurant for lunch with another amazing blogger and our waitress had various conversations. You ever just really have a conversation with people that you're interacting with? I try to do that as much as I possibly can to treat people like human. And in the midst of us talking, now she's a waitress. She's pretty good. She was very good. I didn't have any issues with her service whatsoever. And as I'm talking to her. She shares with me that she's a twin. And if you don't know, I'm a twin as well. And she shares with me, um, she was seeing the interaction that I was having with me and the blogger. And she said, you look like a friends that have been friends forever today. She has no idea that me and this blogger um, haven't actually been friends forever in a day, but our rapport is really great. And obviously that was able to be um, seen. And what she said to me was, I wish that I had somebody I wish that I had somebody that I could talk to like that. I've had a couple of other friends who said to me, you know, and this is something that makes me feel amazing. When you really support your friends without any question or a doubt, that's the type of person that I am. And so I've had friends this week too. It's been very beautiful and also encouraging. It's like, oh, I'm so grateful for your friendship. I'm so grateful for just you being there and talking to somebody, talking to me, just taking that time out to listen and to talk to me. And that touched me. I'm not going to cry because I'm going to be a, a G about me. But do you realize that there are people out here hurting in this world who don't have somebody to talk to? That waitress, I didn't catch her name, but I do send positive vibes to her. And I said to her, I pray that you get exactly what you need from who you're supposed to have it from. She stopped and she looked at me 
and I gave her a smile because of course I'm sitting down, I'll have my mask on because she's serving. And she was like, I'm so thank you so much for saying that. Now, I don't know what that will do for her, but I pray that that helps her. Like I pray that that, that prayer that I prayed, I pray that God honors that and gives that to her because people are lonely. People are lonely. They're confused. They have many things on their plates. They don't have the support system. And I swear my biggest thing in life, ever since I've started to tap into the, my blog, I knew what my purpose was to be so that other women could feel supported, right? I can't give a big hug to every person that I meet, especially not in these days, child COVID is real. But if every time somebody encounters me, I'm peaceful, I'm giving them that smile. I mean, I've had bad, listen, everybody has a bad day, right? Have bad moments, have bad, whatever. But I don't want anyone to be in my presence and truly leave my presence and feel like, oh, that girl is so toxic. Oh, she is something wrong with her. I don't want that. And I can't say that I'm going to have like these angelic experiences with everybody, but I try my best, my honest to goodness best to leave somebody as whole as I possibly can instead of coming in there chipping at people because I got a chip on my shoulder. You know, you dumping out on people, your issues and your drama because you haven't, you know, you haven't gotten yourself together. So you'd rather chip at somebody else. That's, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. I mean, it reveals so much about you, but it's dangerous to do that. So that was just one of the hugest revealing things from this week. Honestly, looking at other people trying to do the best you can to give people a piece of peace, right? A piece of peace. So I honestly hope that waitress does find that. I hope she finds a friendship that she's looking for. Um, and that she will be able to find somebody that she can laugh and have that rapport with. I mean, something as simple as just kikiing it with your girlfriend or someone that you know well, or someone that you're formulating a relationship. Some people just don't even have that. And amongst anything and everything that we could have, we want money, we want things, we want houses, we want cars, and we're going to get those things. But I would hope that somebody would feel supported, that they would feel like they had a friend. Can you believe that we are in fourth quarter? Like, this is crazy. We are literally in the last section, the last passing, the last whatever you would like to call it. As we step into finishing out 2021 and although 2021 starting to open up a little bit more, we're able to do a little bit more than we did last year with everything happening. Just the fact that we're already here, it just seems so crazy. I just feel like this year has gone fast. I feel like this year is starting to speed, you know, straight ahead. And I'm hoping like, what have I learned in this year? Like, what have I learned in this quarter or not even in this quarter, but just this year in general? First of all, I've learned that the things that I am praying for, the things that I'm working hard for are so attainable. Sometimes I can be my like worst critic as many of the things that I'm doing. And honestly, I don't even ever list them until I'm in the midst of a conversation and something will come up. But with all the things that I have going on and all the blessings that I have, I'm always honored and humbled by just being able to do the things that I do. And the few things that I've learned is that there is no limitations whatsoever on the ability to just create, on the ability to do, on the ability to gravitate towards the things that I want. And I'm not saying that that came easy. Let's just pump our brakes and pull back a little bit. It hasn't always been easy. There's been times when things have gone completely left and super rough, but I am honestly overall grateful for taking a leap of faith. Now, if you would have told the woman that I was almost seven to eight years ago, that this was even the possibility, I probably would have laughed or probably cried because of, again, my mental state and where I was at the time, but I had no vision of seeing where I was then or seeing where I was now. Then I had no vision at all. Like none whatsoever. I didn't start to get a vision about what it is I wanted to do until I started to focus on the fact that I had the ability to even have a vision. We tell people to do vision boards all the time. We tell people to have a vision, to write the vision and to make it plain. Um, there's a song that I used to sing with the gospel choir at my uh, college. We would write the vision, um, 
make it plain that they may run and not faint. Um, and really that is a scripture. It's a principle in the Bible that talks about basically writing the things down that you want, writing the, the things down, the direction by which you're going so that you can see it clearly, you can focus on it, then you can go and attain it. And that works in everyday lives, right? Writing something down, making a goal, working hard towards that goal to obtain whatever it is that you choose to obtain. And in the midst of that, you're going to lose, right? And in the midst of that, you're going to fall. Like I was listening to a snippet of Denzel Washington this week, and he was talking about how basically he had been doing some things, doing some things, and he went right back to the place where he failed the most. And let me tell you something about failure. Failure is one of the hardest things you could ever have happen to you. You could have all of your eggs in a basket fail and it'll feel like the whole rug is being thrown from underneath you. Not even just pulled, like literally thrown. You'll get chest pains, all kinds of things happen in your physical body and you'll feel like, why me, right? And there's no way that anybody can encourage you enough to get past your failure until you start to make that initial step. But failure hurts. It sucks. Like, I can't even sugarcoat that. It hurts to no end. But I always tell people that I have been in this life. And at the times of my failing, I felt overwhelmed and overtaken by everything. You start to go back and say, maybe if I had said something differently, maybe I have done something differently, maybe if I had handled something differently. And yes, there's something to be learned from those shoulda, woulda, couldas. But in the midst of your deepest failure, you feel like there's never going to be a time where you're going to be able to look back at this and laugh like the old people would say. If you just live a little, you don't think about that at that moment. But I've learned through failing gracefully. And I say gracefully because I feel that grace is always catching me. Listen, grace should have been kicked me up to the curb. Grace should have been been moved out of my life. Grace should have never even known my address. She should never know my number. She should never know my social media. She should never know anything. And she should pretty much kick me all the way to the curb and never turn back for me. Right? Grace should be far removed from me. Me and grace shouldn't be friends. But every time I have failed or fallen... Grace has been so sufficient and has caught me at the times and the moments when I was so undeserving that with that, I always have to encourage somebody to stay in grace. Like I have to encourage people and others that if the same grace that was extended to my little raggedy life was there to sustain, it will sustain anybody in their most hardest times, right? But it's easy to say grace come and get me or grace got me when you, when grace has already caught you. But when grace ain't showed up yet and you still looking for grace, even though you already told grace, you wasn't worthy enough. I promise you, I promise you that deep feeling in your chest, that, that weakness in your legs, that moment of your, that you feel like throwing up because you grace, I'm telling you when you fail, 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 fail. And I mean, show enough fall. It's devastating. And this is why people need to continuously hear that they're going to make it, that they're capable of making it because we already have enough negativity in the world. I mean, I live here in Philadelphia. If you know anything about Philadelphia with the news, Philadelphia is a great place, right? So much great food, so many great sporting events, really a great place for theater. Like there's a lot going on here in Philadelphia. But if you read the newspaper or if you get on any news arena, anything that you're watching, Literally, we're at almost more deaths than we have of days of the year. 365 days of a year, we have over 400 something deaths and murders here in the city of Philadelphia. And so just living in my own city, there's enough negativity. But I just happen to believe. I happen to know. I have to always remind myself that no matter how many times I fall, it's not the falling that takes people out. It's the inability to get back up. There are some people who have fallen from grace, right? You hear people say they've fallen from grace. And that just means that they feel that they have not done anything by which is going to allow them to get back up. Once you've told yourself that you're never going to get back up and you stay there, there's not much anybody can do. Like I honestly have been around people who are, have some of the most talented individuals but when they feel defeated or they feel like they can't get back up 
or they feel like all hope is lost, it's hard to motivate them out of that. They're going to have to come to the point where they figure that part out and then they begin to come out. Like it's a personal journey. You still got to remind them, right? It's still your job to try to put some type of understanding into this life. But trust and believe when somebody feel like the whole bottom of their life has fallen and I feel like I've been there several times, it takes a Christmas miracle for them to see a way out. So if you are listening to this, I know I can't hold your hand through it. I cannot walk you out of your, your deepest of sorrows. I cannot walk you out of your deepest of pain. I can't. I would love to do that. I would love to be that person that's like, you got this. Keep going. Keep pressing. Don't give up. Tears is run down your face. Dry your face. Keep your tears growing and keep moving. Like I've cried through so many different things. I swear I would give Kleenex all the money. Kleenex can take all of my coins for all the tears and all the tears that I've felt drop on my face. But what makes me superior or makes me different because I'm not superior to anybody. But what makes me different is that I've had so many failures and so many times where people have said no, that it, it, it doesn't make me upset anymore. And I'm able to get back up. If you get nothing else from today's podcast. I almost said blog, but you know, this is a blog cast is that you are capable of doing anything that you set out to do. Even if that means you got to go an alternate way, even if that means you got to do something a little bit longer, like save your money or whatever the case may be, you are capable of doing it. And so even though you're feeling like you're the biggest failure in the world, I promise you, you're not. Some of the greatest things that we have in this world and this life has come from failure. Our own cell phones have come from just failure. So please be encouraged. Honestly, I feel like this is like a PSA for like love everyone and be okay. But when do we hear that enough? Because I'm telling you, (laughs) I am telling you from experience, we don't hear it enough. We don't hear enough encouragement. And for those who have kids or children, I just want you to know that if you need to encourage your children to do their very best, to show up and be their very best every single day, the positive reinforcement that you hear people talk about is not something that's just in a book. It's not because the experts say it's a great idea because you can do more from a sweet place and you can do from a bitter place at any moment. So encourage yourselves and find a way to encourage your children because they are just waiting to sop up some encouragement so they can use that as fuel. Do you not know that when I get into the most craziest of things, my newest focus is to remember the craziest and the worst part of what I was before and the things that I've had happen before. And I tell myself, if I got through that, I'm going to get through this. Because no way in the world was I gifted to get through that and grace wasn't there to catch me only for me to drop me and never to look back on something else. So you just have to remember that. And so let's talk about something amazing events that have taken place that have been extremely fun. So I went to Chatsford Winery. Um, I'm going to put the blog in the, the show notes. But... If you like wine and you're here like localish um, in the Philadelphia or surrounding areas, you must do yourself a full justice by going to there because they're having their adult trick or treat uh, wine tour. So basically, you have five stops with five pairings. You get a keepsake uh, cup, and again, that's five different types of wine. And let me just say, all of their wine I haven't tasted one. Well, I would say the warm apple. I wasn't a fan of the warm apple, but I definitely am willing to try it cold. But outside of that, they were all really pretty good. And of course, I had to buy a bottle and bring it home because that's what I do. But yeah, I enjoy doing things in this little Halloween season. Because I told you before, if you listen to this podcast or even the blog, like I was never allowed to like as a kid, like there was moments in time where I was allowed to do like trick or treating and different Halloween activities. And after that, it was like, oh, no, we're in a church. So we're going to do um, I forget what it was called, but whatever it was, it wasn't Halloween. And so now that I'm a little older, obviously have amenity and do whatever I choose to do. You know, I enjoy doing these little activities. And so the winery was such an amazing time. The atmosphere was great. Um, when I went, it was hot, 
but it was like a welcoming hot. It was just great times altogether. So let me just say the tickets are not swipeable. You cannot swap out your day for a different day. You can't get a refund. So be very clear on the dates that you choose, but they are selling. The last time I checked, there was only Sundays available and only like three Sundays available. So I would say go on Chatsford, uh, Chatsford Winery and go in there and get those tickets ASAP. Other than that, I enjoyed this week of my kids and I, because I have taken off when they don't have school, enjoyed a day off. Like having a day off is absolutely everything. Why? Simple. Having a day off, not doing anything. I think we stayed in pajamas all day long. It was such a beautiful and amazing thing. It was like exactly what we needed. And we haven't had those in such a long time. I think we'll have some days off coming again in the next couple of weeks. And I'm so here for literally counting down the days. So I hope that you had a great week. I hope that this week is a, a has been truly a blessing to you. And again, as we celebrate uplift um, stand behind people who are going to begin to share their stories. Some people may be sharing their stories for the first time. And let me just also say something to people who are listening to other people share their stories. Even if it's somebody that is close to you, please don't say things like I had no idea. That's the point. You're not going to have an idea that somebody was struggling behind the scenes because not everybody is forthright. I talk about it very openly because I know that it will help somebody else. And I have no shame in fact of struggling. You know, somebody can't shame me for having those issues that I had. I, I just cannot be shamed um, for that because again, you have to get your mind together and get your mind right. Like my uncle would say, get your mind right. I had to get my actual mind right. So I don't let anybody shame me about anything that they may have seen, heard or know about when it comes to um, my mental health issues. But there are going to be people who are going to take that step to share their stories, probably for the very first time. They have had the courage to come out. They're sharing their stories, not because they want you in their business, not because they need you to, you know, check on them every 2.3 seconds. It's because they finally have the courage to speak up. And let me tell you something about it. When you speak up and tell your story, nobody one can tell your story better than you can. That, I'm a firm believer. People only know chapters of, of a book. They don't know the whole story. So this is why you tell it before you let somebody else tell your story. Because people are going to add and subtract things that they want based upon their relationship with you. That's first of all. Share your story too, because it's going to help someone else. When I was going through my hysterectomy, at, I was under, I wasn't even, let me see. I might've been 35, 36. Yeah. 36. I believe 36 year old women don't just have random hysterectomies. Right. So I couldn't find anybody who was my age who had went through it. And so that's why I shared my story and the things that I went through and the things that I did to prepare and afterwards, because there's another woman coming behind me that needs that information. Don't be afraid to tell your story. One, you never know who is listening. You never know who needs to be encouraged. And remember, even the worst of us will all fail at some point, some more than others. I'm probably more along the more than others than most people. But with all of that, you're going to always fail gracefully. I'm a firm believer that you can't fall so far that you're not able to be brought back. And no matter what you have on your plate, no matter what you have going on, you are still the most valuable person that this world needed. And you can't just give up just because you don't feel that. So I hope you can feel it in my voice. I hope that carries out through you if you're working out and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't get these 10 pounds out. Girl, keep moving, man, keep going. Whoever you are, no matter what you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, out of all the podcasts that I've said, out of all the podcast episodes that we've had, if this was the one that resonates with you because it's about encouragement, it's about helping you feel better, it's about you getting up, like getting up after a fall is the most important part. Why do you think that at sporting events we clap because the soul's, you know, dignified and you're, you're encouraging them. You're not being crazy. You're not being one of them crazy fans. That's ridiculous and unreasonable, but it helps that person to then move past and get to the next level of going through their healing stages, but also being able to just realize that we're all human. We're completely connected to that waitress that I met this week. I pray that you have the most blessed, blessed experience of friendship that you will have so much explosion of just not necessarily having a whole bunch of people, but having solid people 
We don't need a whole lot of people. We just need a few solid people in our lives. Because well, let me tell you, when I was in my 20s, I thought I had to have friends on top of friends on top of friends. But you can't find them type of friends on top of friends that are worthy of your full intention and relationship. But who I have in my life right now, the people that will begin to be added to my life are the ones that are there for that season. And I am going to rock that season out as much as I can. So I hope that you have a great weekend. I hope that you do find something that is completely for you. Listen, do not let these weekends just run past. You know, the weekends only last but a blink. So don't let these weekends pass you without finding one activity that you can do for yourself or something that you enjoy doing, talking to someone that you enjoy talking with, connecting with someone that you need to connect with, whatever that is. I wish you well in all of those things. I'm going to write and put all of the show note um, information to make sure that I have everything in there for you so that you can go back, click on, listen to, and gain more insight. I hope you have a great weekend. Today is Friday. We love a good Friday because that means that on Fridays, I enjoy an amazing glass of some somebody's wine. Today's wine is going to come from Chatsford, uh, Chatsford uh, Winery. It's going to be their amazing sangria. Let me tell you something about their sangria. Their sangria is definitely worth it. Um, it's not super expensive. It tastes absolutely amazing. And that is the wine that I'm going to enjoy today. So even if you're not a wine drinker, maybe you're not a beer drinker or any form of alcoholic drinker, that's perfectly fine. But if you have a bomb behind tea that you want to just put on and drink, do that. Whatever it is that becomes your favorite that you need to just rejuvenate, to calm down, release some things and just basically bring your levels down, do just that. Have an amazing weekend. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing weekend. And then a beautiful start to your week of next week. This is episode number 19. We will be back with episode 20. I was going to have my husband on the show, but he is not feeling well. So we don't want him on the show when he's not feeling well. Hopefully we can get him on that last episode, which will be next week. And by <laughs> by last episode, I mean the last episode of season four. Can you believe we have 20 episodes this season um, four. So this is number 19. Next week, we'll make it 20. And I may always throw in like maybe one or two bonuses. But outside of that, we have come almost to a full another season. This whole season was pretty much guests. Outside of this last episode, one maybe one before that one in this one, and maybe the one next week, we have had guests for every last one. So I'm honored for that. For everyone who took the time out to give out great information through season four, you are completely the G and we are so grateful for having every guest that we've had on our episode, on our show. Um, so I say our, cause the show is for you. It's not for me. So this is our show. Make sure you listen, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, make sure you do all of those things to let me know that you are so appreciative of this podcast, this movement of being a blogcast, basically making sure that we're supporting each other and supporting as many people as you possibly can. Remember we're connected and remember to treat people well when you're out in public. You don't know what battles people are fighting. Have a great week. And if you are inclined to share your story, for a mental health day on Sunday, October the 10th, make sure that you understand that not everybody is going to receive your message. People are going to question it, but you got to keep telling it because somebody is going to hear it and they're going to need that very message to get them through. So have a great week, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week on Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.